What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Exchange. Uh, my name is Logan Lewis, of course. Happy Friday. I uh, hope everybody is doing fine and dandy on this fine Friday morning. Um, before we get into the guests today, everybody, same thing as always. Make sure you've left that rating and review on Apple. If you follow along on Spotify, Amazon, wherever else, please subscribe. But if you follow along on Apple, and even if you don't, just go back to Apple and uh, leave that rating and review. It helps out a lot. Give me some feedback, even if you hate me. Tell me you hate me. I just want to see the review. I just want to see the feedback. Um, any little bit helps. Follow me on Instagram at the amazing handle Logan's Exchange, otherwise known as Logan's Logan's Sex Change, if you need an easier way to, to spell it out. Uh, still not changing it because it's funny. But uh, Logan's Sex Change or Logan's Exchange, preferably the second one. Um, but if it helps you remember it better, Logan's Sex Change. Um, I've got some great, uh, I've got some great guests joining me today, guys. Uh, the guests I'll be talking with today are a host of their own podcast and, uh, owners of their own kind of brand company, all in one type deal. It's pretty cool. One of them is from South Florida and the other is from San Diego, California. Please do me a favor and welcome Natasha and Raquel from the millennial girls podcast. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for joining me. It was so nice of you guys. I know you guys are really busy. It seems like you guys are really busy. I mean, like you guys are always doing something, it seems. Yeah. Even with a global pandemic, we've kind of, we're always, we're very busy. We're always with each other, always trying to perfect what we're doing. So I'd rather it be that way though. I think if I was like sitting in my room, staring at my wall, <laughs> I'd definitely be way more mentally unstable. That's for sure. <laughs> So you guys started Millennial Girls um, kind of at the beginning, of, before the pandemic, or at the top of the pandemic, kind of, right? right. Like, you guys were working full-time jobs, and you kind of stopped working your full-time jobs. You want to talk at all, at all about that, how you kind of started, just kind of how you started the whole brand as it is? Yeah. So we were co-workers together at a radio station, both on air personalities in Miami. And then unfortunately, when the pandemic hit, uh, like many other radio stations, advertising pulled and that's how we get paid for the most part in radio. So we were let go from our jobs, but we were already in the process of kind of thinking about starting a podcast because whenever we're together, just really good things happen, opportunities. We were featured in Billboard magazine uh, earlier last year for getting an exclusive from Martin Garrix. And after that happened and blew up and went viral, we kind of took a step back and said, wow, this really does work. Whatever we're doing here works and things happen. So she had woken up in the middle of the <laughs> night at like 3am and texted me. I like, you know, how do you feel about millennial girls? And I was like, what? It's 3am. I like it. Sure. And then the next day I walked into work at the studio and she was like, but how do you really feel about it? And I, I, I think it was perfect. I think it's a perfect name for us. It's simple. And that's kind of what we needed to build kind of this pink extravagant brand around the word <laughs> millennial girls podcast. So that's kind of how uh, it happened. But I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened like that, because I think if we were still working at the station, we definitely wouldn't be able to put as much time and energy as we wanted to and do put into it. So it's, I mean, a blessing in disguise. Everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. And we well, definitely wanted to start, we want the, the reason why 
we called it millennial girls too, is because we are millennials and we're girls, right? And so (laughs) we wanted to create a community around that as well. So that's, I think it's just, you know, straight to the point, um, you know, the name of the community that we're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys know your niche. You're not trying to get anywhere around it. Like you're you're targeting millennial girls and yes. it, it's clearly working. Um yeah, you like you said the p- very bright pink like when if you were to ask me to describe your brand like uh, just from a like an outsider's perspective, I'm just like very bright, very in your face, very flashy, very Glitter. You guys are very um f- I respect your hustle. Like it's very like bam like Check us out. Like, listen to us. Just not like the subtle, like, hey, we got a podcast. Listen to us if you want. Like, boom, I'm in your face. I want you to listen. I want you to tune in. Uh, have, are you guys naturally like go-getters like that? Or or did you kind of like start the thing kind of just to see where it would go? Or from the get-go, were you just like, we got to hammer this into people? Um, there's There's a lot to it. So when we first started, I don't think we really knew what what was expected of us going into it. Mm-hmm. We just did kind of start because it was an idea that we had. We wanted to do something on our own outside of the radio um, and kind of build our own brand going there and with someone to do it with because I think both of us can equally say, you know, we couldn't do this alone. And mm-hmm. so the fact that we both wanted to start some kind of a project on our own, doing it together made it a lot easier. Not to say that it's easy, but having somebody else there to kind of bounce back and forth or, you know, you take care of this, I take care of that was very helpful. Um, But in building the brand, I think it just kind of grew progressively. I mean, it, it really is just based off the feedback that we get, the engagement that we're getting and trying to drive the podcast in the direction of the people. It's of course, we're going to implement ourselves always because it is our podcast, but it's really driven by the listeners. So, uh, you know, at some point we got feedback like, oh my God, there's just a lot of pink and a lot of you. Okay. Then we switched it up and we added, you know, we promote ourselves in different ways by Mm -hmm. using quotes from the episodes and stuff like that. So there's really a lot of, you know, thought behind the branding and yes, we do want it in your face and we don't want to be obnoxious, but we want it to be fun. We want it to be, you know, something you can relate to, Um, and I think something that you'll remember because this is, I feel like the feedback that we're starting to get a lot lately is I saw this, I saw this and that's what we want. Right. Yeah. I think for me and I know you as well, I'm not going to do anything and half-ass it. Um, I'm not that person. I've never been that person. It's been instilled in my bones since I was very little. We both grew up competitively dancing seriously. So we, we've we always had that kind of competition-driven factor in us. And at the end of the day, it's kind of a different situation for us as well because we're coming from a radio media background. So I definitely felt the pressure to make it as best as it could be, whether it be the audio, the visual, the marketing, the social media, because this is your brand. and you can't blame anyone else for anything except yourselves when you're in charge. So definitely something that we are always thinking about and how can we make this better? What will make the audience love it more? And yeah, I mean, it's definitely working out and it's, it's really cool to see the progression from when we first started in April to now. Was the goal always like, we're going to start the podcast first and then kind of like grow the brand out? Or were you guys like, okay, let's create the brand millennial girls kind of get its foundations in and then start the podcast. Or were you guys just like, 
let's do the podcast. Let's get something out there to kind of start getting our name out and then build the brand. We kind of did it, did it at the same time, honestly. Um, we came up with the name and then we came up with the logo, logo, the branding and everything. And then once we had that basic, you know, even the image just to put on Apple, on iTunes, on Spotify, that's like, okay, this is them. This is their brand. Then we recorded the first episode. And honestly, it was really hard. Like the first couple episodes were hard for us, which is strange for, I guess you would think someone coming from a radio personality background or someone who's been on camera and in media. But you know, when you're on the radio, you have sometimes only 30 seconds to talk and then it goes into another song. You're not talking for an hour or two or 30 minutes. So we've definitely had trial and error when it came to how long we wanted our episode to be and just how we wanted to portray ourselves always too. Because at the end of the day, when you're a radio personality or a media personality or even a public figure, the audience is only seeing like 30% of who you really are. So this was a perfect opportunity for everyone to really see how we actually were, our personalities, if we're funny, if we're sarcastic, if we have our blonde moments, I do, Raquelisms, they happen a lot. But, you know, people, a lot of the feedback I had from my friends were, I'm really happy that people are going to actually get to see your real personality and it's not so perfect and I'm on camera right now. So yeah. that, that was exciting. A lot of y'all's episodes, um, I'd say pr probably a, a strong majority are kind of guest-centered. Uh, was mm -hmm. that always the plan as well from the get-go? Or were you kind of going to be like, oh, if we can get guests, that'd be awesome. But if not, like, we're, we're confident in the two of us that we can carry it by ourselves. I think we're definitely confident in carrying it ourselves. I mean, especially now, we've, we have a lot of guests booked on for the next few weeks, actually. Um, I think it's more so of just getting another voice inside. Um, we get to talk about different topics with different people, have their perspective, uh, especially having guests, you know, in the industry too. So we've had a lot of hosts that come on, um, you know, host for Miami Heat, uh, uh, host at Billboard, you know, different kinds of MTV, people. Yeah. MTV too. Um, so, you know, it's just, I think it just adds to the entertainment factor but you're also getting other people's perspective in the industry as well so you do kind of like pull back the curtain a little bit and hear from people talking about their side hustles and talking about insecurities that they might have and it's not just us mm -hmm. and it's just I think it's just it's a really cool way to be able to relate to people that you might be seeing on tv or in the radio too we're not limited to guests like that but I think it's just our approach. If we can, we can. And if not, we're totally cool with doing our own episodes yeah. too. I think too, when we first started, we, our first episode was by ourselves. And then the next couple we had guests on. We also wanted them to obviously share the episode. So that way people were actually finding out about us because, you know, we're still in our baby stage. So we still need people to learn more about us and share it. And what's, you know, what is marketing right now? Social media. So that was definitely a huge thing we kind of had to take into perspective as well and be like, all right, how how can we really be smart about this and market ourselves and people listen to it and not just the people who already follow us? So that was definitely a huge thing we took into consideration as well. That's one thing I think you guys absolutely like nail on the head is like you guys are really good at taking advantage of all of the social media platforms. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like, You're telling like us. I'm, I'm surprised that like, I'm, or I'm not surprised, but like you guys, like 
are really good at TikTok. Like I'm a huge TikTok guy and I don't advertise any of my stuff on TikTok just because I really truly just am maybe slightly overwhelmed at the just yeah, the monster. It's that TikTok it's is. You guys seem to have figured it out. What do you think the hardest social media platform to market is? TikTok. I on? think it's TikTok. Hmm. That's Tic- a good question. I think it's TikTok. Um, so I, Instagram, I love, I mean, I'm, can I say I'm an Instagram whore? Is that allowed? Like I'm definitely, <laughs> yes. definitely an Instagram whore. I love Instagram. I've been building my personal brand Instagram for f- about four years now. So for me, I was just taking those, you know, what I've learned from that into building millennial girls Instagram. Uh, but TikTok is really hard because the algorithm is tricky and I don't know. It's, it's very hit or miss. It's very, very hit or miss. I think it's really just keeping up with the social medias. I mean, I can't say, you know, one is the end all be all. I think our biggest focus is Instagram, but we do actually get a lot of pull from Twitter. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Um, but with TikTok and with Instagram reels too, they're both just kind of that same format. And sometimes they go viral and sometimes you use all the hashtags in the world and, and it, it still doesn't, doesn't move. So it's just, it's really you get one view and it's you're really just the new stuff that's coming out. It's just so fast that it's not even like about keeping up. Like I, I watch so many tutorials on like all the different new things that are coming out and how to get, you know, now the new thing is on Instagram engagement isn't based on likes. It's based on saves. And you're like, Oh, great. Now so you now, have to have a whole saves folder of stuff yeah. like to be able to get engagement. So it's just, I mean, obviously these are tricks, methods that they're trying to get you to stay longer on their social platforms for, but it's tough because it's like, now we have to be like, Hey, like subscribe, uh, follow, ring the bell, save, ring the bell. Like, it's like, Oh my God. Like we're making all of you work. So Leave damn a review. Hard. Like, like, can you just listen to the podcast and just like have a good time? Like, right. it's, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pers- personally, Twitter has been the biggest behemoth for me because mm-hmm. I, Twitter's one of those things that if you're good at Twitter, Twitter, like, it, it, it's almost like if you're good at Twitter, Twitter helps you. But if you're not good mm-hmm. at Twitter, then it's it kind of like you said nothing. about the TikTok thing. Like, you're just mm-hmm. t- throwing tweets out there and you see no engagement. And it's like, it's kind of like crushing because you're like, damn, like, I'm I'm really trying to get at y'all and, and, and I'm yeah. seeing nothing. It's so crushing. It really is. You're talking to yourself. Like, I mean, I do it and I'm like, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of to rewind. So you both worked at the radio station. Um, How did y'all meet before then? Did you just both just meet at work? How did your Mm -hmm. friendship and kind of, how did you decide to go into business together? Like, I know, I know like being best friends with someone is one thing, but then going into starting a business or a brand with another is a totally different animal. Right. Yeah. So I thought she hated me um, (laughs) when we first met. So I didn't realize how long she'd been working at the radio station or even on air when I first went to kind of, I guess I auditioned. Uh, They brought me into the morning show and I did a couple shows for a, a week. And I thought, she was already on the show, had been on the show forever. So I thought she just hated me and like was not very friendly to me. But again, it's like 4, 4.30 in the morning. People are not friend- friendly always <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning for a morning show. Um, and so finally, I just didn't really talk to her, honestly, except for being on air. And she also did social media at the time. So she was kind of on the other side of the building also. And then I got my job. I was the afternoon drive. So I was on air two to six. And she was the morning show. So I didn't really see her anyway because you left after work, basically. And 
we went to EDC Orlando together and for a work trip to interview all the DJs and artists. And we got there and I was like, oh God, she hates me. Well, first of all, we drove up together. So that was like our first bonding Yeah, experience. that was like the icebreaker. Yeah. It was a drive up. Yeah. And then we obviously stayed together and she came in one morning and was like, can I get ready with you? And I was like, oh my God, she doesn't hate me? Yes. And like sharing our glitter and like eyelash <laughs> glue. I was like, this is true friendship right now. <laughs> and so after that, you know, we, we, you definitely have an experience with someone when you're working a music festival at some of the most stressful times you'll ever have in your life. So after going through that together, we definitely had like a whole new respect for one another and hustle again, like going back to the hustle, we were hustlers. And then after the Martin Garrix, you know, thing going viral and billboard that was in January of last year, we really did know this is something that works and we work together and her fiance always says whenever you guys are together just something magical happens and good things happen and I'm like all right well then let's do this and she kind of brought up the podcast thing to me and I had wanted to do a podcast for a very long time so here we are <laughs> there you go what's uh what do you think has been your biggest uh I don't want to say yeah your your biggest struggle thus far building your brand or getting to where you want to be? What do you think has been your biggest roadblock? Um, I think it's just, it's just patience really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but you also have to work really hard at, at getting it out there because we know people that we actually did. Um, we were guests on another podcast and they were guests on ours. And I think they might've stopped doing the podcast at this point. And I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but it was, I'm sure less than the year. And that's the thing. Like when we went into doing this, we were not thinking tomorrow we're going to monetize like tomorrow we're going to be a million followers. Like that's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we had to really go into it thinking, okay, how can we think about this long term? Because, the short term things are not going to happen like in a, in a snap of a finger. So it's really just planning the content out, um, you know, planning what the next episodes are going to be trying to get ahead as much as possible, listening to what the listeners feedback is reading. I mean, this is just a tip for anyone listening, including you, like we'll go on, let's say like other podcasts that are similar to ours or what you would call a competitor. Right and look at what people are commenting on their stuff to see what people want to hear about, yeah. because that's what you want to talk about on your podcast and try to get those followers as well. And so there's just a lot that goes into it. And if you really want to dedicate your time to the craft, if you have it, I mean, luckily we right. do have time to really work on it and commit to it, but yeah, we were committed, I think long-term and just, you know, um, trying to get as many loyal and engaged listeners as possible, you know, month by month. Yeah. I mean, to be real, just again, like being with sticking with it because it's, it's definitely very hard. It's hard when it's your own brand and we were spoiled. I, I mean, I was definitely spoiled previously in other job situations, you know, you're just the talent or the on-air personality. Someone else is making the real executive decisions for you. And they're saying, you can talk about this. You can play this song. You can't, this is what it is. And you're just kind of going with the flow. Of course, you know, other situations, not always the case, but most situations. So us handling things that we've already had to go through, like, you know, 
copyright stuff on YouTube and a branding and this, and are we getting, like, do we get in trouble for this? And having to read up on stuff that we had no idea. I'm like, Oh God, like I know nothing about creating a company, a business. And you know, that's definitely something we've, that's been the hardest part for me as well, because it's like looking up even when we first started, like the RSS feed, I was like, what does this mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I was like, yeah. okay, you have to connect the RSS feed, but I don't know what that means or how to do that, but we've got to figure it out. We so, have to figure it out. Anyone listening, the RSS is what we use as podcasters to push out and funnel the podcast to different platforms like Spotify, Apple, yeah. et cetera. But I've de I'm definitely the tech techie, yeah. more techie person. I, I, I've just, That's I've hard. been on a computer since I was three years old. So that comes natural to me, but <laughs> of course there are still tech issues and having guests on online, there's always going to be issues. There are audio issues, there's hardware issues. So that's a, also a big part of it too, is, you know, one yeah. day we might get really excited and we laugh and then the, the, you know, the Sound volume blown out. Yeah. It gets blown out. And so <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, yes, been there. Yeah. Podcasting land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we call it. I, I'm sure you guys can relate ever since you started your own podcast and your brand or whatever. I'm sure you have friends that are like, so how do you like help me start my podcast or whatever? Like, and then <laughs> and then you're like, okay, so like what's your plan for like your hosting uh platform, or whatever? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, well, like, where are you gonna like where are you gonna host like your RSS feed the situation? They're like, uh, Apple, <laughs> Spotify. And I'm like, no, you have to go through another portal it's like portal i guess there's no way, easy way to describe it there's yeah you just you have to it's 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 a lot it's no we we read so many articles and just even like business stuff and marketing stuff because she i mean luckily she went to school for advertising and for me marketing i've just kind of known and learned what i've learned from being my own brand and and having my own brand as myself and social media so i definitely take that and use it on like i've said millennial girls, but I mean, there's so much you, that goes into it. And one of my friends is, is starting a company on her own. And I talked to her on the phone yesterday and I was saying all these things that I didn't even realize I knew. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> CEO mind, like <laughs> learning things. Like I would have never known this before the podcast. So mm -hmm. it's definitely, it's been very helpful in life as well too. What's, uh, what do you think in terms, let's let's talk big picture for a second. So you've got Millennial Girls, the brand. Yes. You've got Millennial Girls, the podcast. That's going to be like the quintessential, like get to know us, listen to this weekly type thing. Do you have any desire in the future to do more than one podcast at under your brand? Or is it kind of just going to be like, if we have any other ideas, we'll just make more episodes of Millennial Girls type situation? Well, we, we've definitely had different talks about everything, obviously. I mean, if we could one day have Millennial Girls be this huge company, employ all these, you know, badass females, like girl power, that'd be ideal for sure. I don't know about us having more than one podcast, but we'd love to, if we could eventually have other podcasts under our belt that were similar to us right. about different topics, that would be great too. But we also would love to, if we could be on someone's media brand as well. So we, we definitely are open to different things. Um, we definitely made some like long-term goals, but I think for right now, short-term is what we're really focusing on. Like we definitely want to get some decent brand sponsorships and, you know, partner with other podcasts that are similar to ours, just so we could again, get more exposure because once you get more exposure, people are going to be paying attention to you and being like, Oh, those girls. Okay. Mm -hmm. They could definitely 
do something with our brand or we could do something with them. So yeah. Yeah. We talked, we talked about that in our first episode of uh, this year is, you know, what our vision is for 2021. And um, you know, we both kind of mentioned our own personal goals as well as millennial girl podcast. And when we've talked about when people have asked us like, what's like your dream with millennial girls? Well, I mean, I know Raquel's mentioned like having a media brand, like she said, so kind of like being the umbrella for other people that might be similar to us. I mean, that's definitely a possibility, but I think it really just, I think, I think everyone else is going to kind of dictate where this lands. Like Mm -hmm. that's just what's going to happen. And I mean, it's kind of weird to like leave it to destiny because I feel like every entrepreneur is always like everything's planned and everything's like strategy. And I mean, there's definitely that involved, but I think we're just like open to possibilities and what really can come out of it. Because at the end of the day, who knows, maybe we'll sell the brand and Raquel will go to South Korea and interview all the K-pop artists. And then I'm going to be a chef or something. I mean, you never know. So we're very realistic too. Like the millennial girls, like we are the CEOs, we are the bad ass girls behind it, but we also definitely have other interests. So we're not like, it's great because I'm like, Oh my God, yes, you're cooking YouTube channel. Like do it and do your, I can't cook for the life of me. Like I literally am always the one commenting on our TikTok stuff of cooking. (laughs) And I do a lot of stuff with K-pop as well on YouTube. So, I mean, we can always, the great thing about a podcast is you can take it anywhere, right? That is great. I could literally be living in South Korea on another continent or in LA or she could be living, you know, wherever you go for cooking. I don't know anything. My kitchen. <laughs> but like if you took a sabbatical and we're like, I'm going to Italy, like we could still do it from there and have even more life experiences to talk about. And I think that's the greatest part because a podcast can ego global and it's traveling. It can travel. So yeah. It's the work that you can take anywhere. As long as you have a computer yeah. and a microphone, you're pretty much set. Exactly. A good one though. A good mic. Right. Yeah, a good one. <laughs> I'm sure you guys, I'm not sure, don't know about you, but I went through my fair share of shitty microphones. Oh, you did. Before I went. Well, I think, I think Raquel went through them more when she was doing her hosting stuff too. Like when everything was still open before COVID, she like went through the microphone stuff. We just went straight with the Blue Yeti, like simple, affordable, not too expensive. And it's worked out for us. Yeah. I've had many microphone mishaps in my career and, uh. (laughs) It's made me want to throw. I them. mean, look, I think more than anything, it's soundproofing the room. That's the part that's difficult yeah. for us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It also doesn't help when you live in an apartment and the people above you, they recently, my upstairs oh, neighbors, awful. like, we just got these brand new neighbors. And we also just found out that they just got like a drum set. And oh, they like, no. they, <laughs> they, lo- they like, no lie, no exaggeration. They practice like drums at like 1130 at night, every night. Oh, yeah. And they're okay. I thought yeah. you were gonna say like while you record every time. Yeah. I was like, oh god. Well, that too. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I'm sleep. literally a Karen and I like bang against the ceiling because I'm just like shut up. Like, in college, I literally took a broom and would like. Oh, when I did when I did me. that in San Francisco, there was a dog. So then he started barking, and I was like, that didn't work. <laughs> You're like that didn't. I made it worse. Situation. Oh god. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. They and of course their band practice room is also like right above my bedroom. So like oh it's eleven thirty at night and I'm trying to sleep and there's just like, like who's that's doing drugs being at eleven o'clock at night? Neighbor, a rude neighbor. That's horrible. Bad karma. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. they'll get bad, bad really karma. It'll it'll come back to haunt them. Hopefully, <laughs> for um, real. There there comes a point, girls, in every interview that I kind of bring it back and stop asking questions about the brand, but kind of just questions about you guys as people. And I ask oh, every psych- guest the same. 10 questions um, 
just to kind of bring it back and kind of, I don't know, just they're fun first date questions. They're nothing hard, nothing difficult, um, but they're fun questions. And they're some of them are some of them are basic as hell, but some of them uh, might make you think for a second. So are you ready? Let's do it. Eagle. Eagle. Yeah. Let's do it. What was your first ever job? (laughs) I was a model at Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, wait, you were a model? I mean, that's wow. what we were called. That's so funny. Yeah. So I was, I was, of course, my personality. I was the girl who greeted everyone and was like <laughs> at the cash wrap because Perfect. whenever we had a secret shopper, they were like, oh, Raquel has to be the greeter on the cash wrap because she's going to be the most like, hey guys, welcome to a and f Great. And my story is like the complete opposite. That's so funny. So I started, my first job was I was an assistant to a hairstylist. Not that I knew anything about hair. Wait, I didn't know this. I worked in the salon. So yes, I've told this story where I walked. So like one of my first or like second days that I walked into the salon, I walk in and it's like a really small salon in San Diego in a really nice area. So like a lot of bougie people are coming in to do their hair and spend $500 on their hair. (laughs) And I walk in like, not that I was thinking I was one of them, but this is just who I was. I was wearing my sunglasses and I walk in. I like, I I would never take my sunglasses off and I just like wouldn't say hi to people because that's just... I was that person. I was a complete opposite. The opposite of me. And yeah, that's what I did. And I was just working the front desk. And then one day my boss told me like, you, Natasha, like you have to pull your sunglasses up and like say hi to people. And I was like, oh, I must be a good greeter. I didn't know like that. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but like I actually didn't know like I was supposed to do that. So I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Oh, Pinkies uh, up. If you guys were animals, what would you be? A unicorn. <laughs> I would be a unicorn. I, I am a know. unicorn. I look like a unicorn right now. Magical. I, know. I mean, at this point, I think I'm just, I'm a cat. I'm a you cat in a person, cat. like in real life. Like I even sleep like a cat, like with my arms, like my hands bent. And she has a cat. So she's definitely a cat. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. He did um, not expect that answer. <laughs> I, I did not expect the, the outburst unicorn. That was, that was good. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh, ooh. And if, and if it's a this. festival, then the single artist that really blew you away. This is so hard because we both were in music industry. So to choose one is super, super hard. That's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of like, what's one that's timeless that like, you'll never forget. It's just always stuck in your mind. Oh, I can. Okay. So Gavin DeGraw, he sings the theme song for, uh, One Tree Hill. Yeah. So he i've he's one of my favorite artists of all time i've seen him so many different times i'm like a good sucker i'm like all over the add spectrum with music i'm like edm and then i'm like singer songwriter so i could cry myself to sleep like it's fine um yeah it's normal um i saw him oh i was in college and me and my friends all drove up to universal to see him we had already seen him at sunfest but he was like that good so we decided to drive up to Universal for their like summer concert series. And he walked off the stage, like walked oh, yeah. into the fans <laughs> and literally was like low-key serenading me, like singing this close to my face. And like I got pushed and I like grabbed his hand and he was like holding my hand and st- like I literally blacked out. She got pushed. I literally like to this day, my friends are still like, do you remember when that happened? Like, yeah, how could I forget that happened? Hello. And then I actually met him 
in Nashville like three years ago. And he was like, you look really familiar. I was like, oh, I mean, it was, yeah. You only serenaded me and I got, but the, I fell it, into your arms. It was like years difference though. So it, it was, I wasn't going to explain the whole thing. You know what I mean? But, as she's melting. Yeah, as I'm melting. But it, it was, I mean, I still love his music. He's an incredible musician, singer, songwriter. So that, that was definitely something I'll never forget. One that always stays top of mind for me, but it was so long ago was when No Doubt and Blink-182 mm. were touring together. Mm. They were doing wow. both their greatest hits. And it was in San Diego, Blink-182's hometown is San Diego. And then, you know, No Doubt was right out of Irvine. So I was basically where they're from, right? And that was just such a good one. Like, I, I was a huge fan of No Doubt. And I loved Gwen Stefani, like, growing up. So when I saw her, it was kind of like in a moment where yeah. I was really obsessed with her, too. And then they just had this moment where they put Travis Barker on a solo uh, drum on a platform that like came out into the audience over the audience. So, and then wow. it was like, it was kind of like levitating over, oh, but like, that's cool. It'd go like left and right over the audience too. Like it was moving as he's doing like a full on drum solo for like, yeah. I don't even know. It was, it had to have been minimum like 10 minutes or something just solo. It was just, it was so epic. I will say panic at the disco. I saw them here too. And you know, him being the person that he is and having that vocal is insane. He's saying, I can't make you love me on like a floating piano piano over the, oh, and it cool. totally moved. I was like sobbing. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It was <laughs> insane. We also saw Dermot Kennedy. That was really good too. Yeah, that was good. But that's not, that's not like a top. No, no, no. But that was really good. But I mean, we're so blessed to be able to be at a concert. I mean, obviously when the world was open at, at a concert or music kind of show event every single weekend. So it's it's hard to like nail down the top. <laughs> that makes me sad because like concerts. Wh while I've been to a few, um, I, it's one of those things that I didn't take advantage of when the world was open. Oh damn! And it's like one of the most depressing questions to ask people because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn. I. What's your favorite? Yeah, what's yours? I wanted to ask. Um, the the one that comes to mind was on oh, Travis Scott. Um, okay, he, I've heard his show was amazing. Right. That's Everyone, not the first time I've a heard lot that. of people always say Travis Scott. Travis was he like again like I haven't been to too many co concerts, but like after I went, it kind of just like set the stage for me of like the production value on like what a concert should yeah. be like. And it was in an enclosed like basketball arena in Atlanta, and like he was like shooting off fireworks, and he was like riding roller coasters and shit. It was like. That, it was wild. Like the chain smokers. That concert was insane. Sammy Ariaga said Travis Scott when we interviewed him. Oh, that's he who said, it was, right? He's a, a country musician and he said Travis Scott actually. So that's so funny. But yeah, I mean, the thing is now I'm excited because once the world is open again and we can go to a concert, people are going to be doing the most insane stuff at their shows. And Please. it's going to be amazing. They've had all this time to plan their <laughs> tours once quarantine is over. Yeah, and they're gonna be like, you're gonna see like, people like are gonna be said, shooting like, out of a cannon on fire. It's fine. Exactly, people are gonna be like dancing on flying pianos and, and shit, taking, like, taking crowd surfing to a whole new yeah. level. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Um. Next up, dinner with three people, dead or alive. You go. Oh, that's so tough. Oh, dead or alive. Mm. I would love to have a dinner with Lady Gaga. That's for sure. That'd be cool. Um, Definitely, I love Juliana Rancic so much. Uh, the host of yeah, e News, or former host of E News, and I 
idolized her growing up. So definitely her for sure. Would want to have dinner with her and just pick her brain. Um, I'm sorry. I know this offends people, some people and others not, but like still Michael Jackson, like I just, mm. Michael Jackson yeah. is a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Especially since we were dancers. Like I, I was going to say, I feel like Prince would be a really you're, yeah, you're cool Prince. person to have dinner with just from his career. And he was so ahead of his time. So mm-hmm. like his, just his thought process too. Um, I'd love to w- know what Michael Jackson thinks, like to be able to interview him like now, like mm-hmm. post all of the controversy, like, like yeah. what, his, like to be able to pick his brain, whether yeah. you think he's guilty of what he, you know, what he's been accused of or not, like to be able to pick his I would, brain. Would I, just, be- I just want to know him as a person. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't like interview these, like I'm going to dinner with them. So I want to have like a genuine conversation, yeah, genuine, like have a good yeah. time. And so, yeah. Even like with him, it's like, I just want to know him. Like, maybe I won't like him as a person. Like, you never know, you know, until you actually meet them. So, I mean, these are just top of mind. So maybe tomorrow I would say someone else. But I did this whole like Sophia Loren skit yesterday. I would like to, I would like to have, sorry, same timeline, same time period, period. Uh, Lucille Ball. Oh my God. That'd be so I would love to have dinner with her. Or like Judy Garland, like there's Marilyn Monroe. There's so many people. Judy's isn't she mean though? Oh, I don't know. Is she mean? I mean, she's just. (laughs) I I don't know. Is she mean? I didn't watch her show. Her movie. I had tea with her last week. (laughs) There's so many people. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Definitely, definitely, Juliana. I would be like, oh my god, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good answers. Good answers. Uh, Fuck Mary Kill, real quick with (laughs) with. Queso, salsa, and guac. Oh, I thought. Wait, wait, how do we play this? So essentially, like, you're getting rid of one forever. So that would be like the kill. Kill. Uh, marrying. What was it in is, the middle? Oh, marrying. Marry or sorry, fucking is the one in the middle, and marrying is the one you love forever. Okay, sorry, I mi- I missed the marry part. Okay. So queso, guac, and what? Uh, salsa. Hmm. Yeah, you're the chef. So you can still answer. I know, but like, I think I, I, we would both keep, we would both marry guac. Yeah, I was going to say keep the guac forever. Avocados for life. Essentially, yeah, just ranking first, second, and third on and the then, three quintessential I would, appetizers. Wait, I would, I would marry guac because guac has to stay forever. Yeah, forever and ever in everything. I would, I don't probably, really like queso. I would fuck queso too. Like, fuck queso. You're I would, out. No, I would kill the queso. Oh, kill the queso. Yeah, queso hurts my stomach. <laughs> Kill the queso and salsa and fuck the salsa. Fuck the salsa. There we go. Okay, We're in agreement. Cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, that's a great one to ask people. Cause some people are so passionate. The, the, the two that people are so passionate about, it's never salsa. It's always yeah. either queso or guac. And the thing is like guac already has salsa in it basically. Right. So, so you kind of just, yeah. <laughs> is there, yeah. is there a movie that you wish you guys could go back and watch for the very first time? Hmm. These are hard. First time. Um, I mean, I think Center Stage. It's my favorite movie of all time. And I was so young yeah. when I first saw it. And now that I'm older and whenever I watch it over and over again, I, I you missed so much when you were younger and you didn't understand things. And now yeah. it's very relatable to life. So I think if I was to go back and see it for the first time and my age now, it would definitely be that movie, Center Stage, for sure. 
I'm still, I'm between the parent trap or one of the Disney movies. Mm. I can't decide. You love that movie, the parent trap. That's like your movie. Yeah. We'll just go with that one. Parent trap. Cool. Cool. With Lindsay Lohan. What's your, keeping it on the same movie kind of theme. What do you get? Obviously let's just assume pre COVID here. If you are going to the movies, what's your snack order? Are you going popcorn? Are you getting nachos? Or are you one of those people that's ordering like the pizza? Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> or cookie dough bites. Really? Ooh. I'm a five-year-old. You're anyway. the candies. No, I'm definitely not candies. I'm salty. I'm like pop. I'm popcorn, nachos with the, the cheese and jalapenos. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm like the Sour Patch Kids or the, or the, or the cookie dough bites. Um, I've never had cookie dough oh, bites. So good. <laughs> Yeah, definitely that. Um, what's your greatest fear? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Failing. Yeah. Failing yeah. And, and disappointing people. I think that's mine. Yeah. I think anyone like starting a brand that's, you know, or having a brand that's sort of yeah. Or just not being successful, kind of throwing all you've got I, at something and not, not seeing any return ever. I really, yeah, that, and I, I'm very big with like inspiring people and because I taught dance for nine years and I would, it's a different feeling when you have, you know, a little girl coming up to you and be like, Miss Rocky, I just want to be just like you. And it's like, it really does something to like your soul and your heart. And, uh, yeah, like, I guess that leads to disappointment too. If you're not going to, if you're going to disappoint someone it's going to not be inspiring. So that as well. Okay. Okay. Also. So now for this one. If I snap my fingers right now, the three of us only will see black and white for the rest of our lives. Okay. However, I let you pick one color that you get to see. Huh. Pink. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be one of your answers. Oh, I was I was so confused by that question. So I'm just <laughs> like seeing rainbow. I'm like, uh, black, wait, white, wait. If he snaps his fingers and we only see black or white, but black, you can, yeah. So like I, want, I understand now, but it's too late. <laughs> I was like, I was seeing the black because I was confused. <laughs> oh, geez. If you can't tell, I like pink, and our brand is pink. I would. Oh, so you know what? Pink. Okay. I will gold. Ooh. I like gold Ooh. more than pink. I think still. Goldy. <laughs> yeah, I like you. I see the color you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then keeping it on the snapping my fingers, if I could snap my fingers and we could transport to a specific time and place in history, where would we be? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. The future scares me. So I think... <laughs> oh, I didn't even think the future was an option. Is I, it? Nobody has ever said the future. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. The future cool. scares all of us. <laughs> the future scares me. So I mean, I don't want to be old, so I wouldn't want to yeah, do that. I think I would like want to go to the flapper era. Ooh. Really? Yeah, because the dancing and the music and Broadway and all what, of the like party the, the prohibition. 20s? Yeah, like the Roaring Twenties. I think that'd be really cool. Or the Seventies, because I'm such a hippie at heart, and like Woodstock would be the craziest music festival to ever experience of life. Um, but yeah, the Twenties, because even like. Old Hollywood, I think, is so beautiful. I was honestly the first thing that came to top of mind is like if I could go back to a certain time where I was old enough to be a backup dancer for artists that I listened to yeah. as a kid, that's what I thought of. Like, and it would probably just be the 90s. 
it would be the nineties because if I could have been Janet Jackson's backup dancer, or like Brittany. I would be Jennifer Lopez today, but anyway, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh that's all I have for you ladies. Um, please do me a favor now in this next, however long it takes, but plug everything that you've got, plug the website, plug the pod, plug it all. Uh, and okay. then I'll of course put everything in the description that you, that you talk about. So people have easy access, but, Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So we are millennial at millennial underscore girls on Instagram. My personal is at Natasha Salahi at Raquel Goldie. And we are on all the streaming platforms. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. So you can subscribe, follow there, and then also subscribe on YouTube because we upload video podcasts there too. Mm -hmm. And then the website is millennial dash girls. And you can literally find every single thing we just said right there. <laughs> oh, and we we have a Pinterest too and a blog, so like you know, we're everywhere. We got everything—a TikTok, whatever you need, whatever you need. <laughs> if you're if you're on uh, if you're on any social media platforms, chances are the millennial girls are, are there, there with you. Yes. <laughs> awesome, girls! Thank you so much for joining me. It was awesome getting to know you guys a little bit more, and um, I wish you guys truly the best. Thank you. You thank too. You, you too. Thank Thanks you so for having much us on. For having us. Absolutely, guys. Again, I'll put all that stuff in the description. And uh, after you go and follow them, make sure you do the same for me. Follow me everywhere as well. Leave that rating and review. Leave the rating and review on them too. And yes, uh, I guess we'll see everybody next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.